His Spirit move in this place. We love Your presence. We love Your presence. Can we all stand to our feet as we sing that chorus one more time? No shadow. Thank you, Lord God. Let's do this together. No shadow. There's no shadow we won't light up. Mountain we won't climb up. Coming after me. There's no wall we won't kick down. Line we won't turn down. Coming after me. There's no shadow we won't light up. Mountain we won't climb up. Coming after me. There's no wall we won't kick down. Line we won't turn down. Coming after me. There's no shadow we won't light up. Mountain we won't climb up. Coming after me. There's no wall we won't kick down. Line we won't turn down. Coming after me. There's no shed won't light up, mountain won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall won't kick down, line won't turn down, coming after me. Come on, let's put our hands together for Jesus. He's good. Tonight I have the privilege and the honor of introducing to you all the way from Tus I'm saying Tuscan, I know it's not Tuscan, Tucson, Arizona, none other than Pastor Zane. He has been here at Christ for the Nations many times. I have never seen someone over 60 years old with so much passion. Seriously, there is a fire on his life that matches any 21-year-old. He is burning with passion and burning with fire. I love that God has been using him around the world to raise up leaders, to raise up pastors. And we want to make him feel welcomed and appreciated. Pastor Zane, please feel free to flow in the spirit and go wherever God leads you. Give it up for Pastor Zane. Somebody, somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, before you seated, just hug about three or four people and tell them this. It's the best you've looked all night long, okay? It's the best you've looked all night long. Um, I think Brandon, uh, Pastor Brandon, or oh, there we go. Work on it, guys, because I'm going to be all over the place. I think uh, I think Pastor Brandon already said it, but you people are really crazy, and I think it's because you're crazy in love with Jesus. Because you see, when you've been lost and now you're found, and you were dead and now you're alive, that's something to shout about. 
And though all of us haven't come from the same pit, some of us came from a pretty deep pit. And man, let me tell you, come on, lift some praise for that all by itself. Um, I, I, I'm not offended. I'm not offended by the introduction. But I am over 60. Let's keep that on the down low, okay? Um, but I can, I can outrun most of you puppies in this room. And I'll tell you right now, Pastor Brandon, 41, 41, give me a break, Jake, man. You got nothing on me. And, uh, and I'll tell you something else. I feel the knees, baby. I'm a, I'm a four-mile-a-day runner, and so I'm feeling it in the knees. So I, I, I feel your pain, okay? But um, I'm, I'm going to do a couple of things, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to switch it up tonight. H have we already been in his presence? Yeah. Well, I got a word for you. He was here before you showed up. He was, he was waiting for you. Tell the person next to you, you have an appointment. Now tell them this, don't you dare miss it. Some of think, what just happened to you? I don't want you to miss. I don't want you to miss what God has for you tonight. That's not a setup. That's not just some, some little jargon and rhetoric we come up with. That's from deep within my spirit. I'm pregnant. I got a word inside me. Been waiting all night to get this baby out of me. And I don't want you to miss it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna shift just a bit and not go as long as I normally do. How many know I can go long? But I'm not going to because I want to get right to it because you set it up. See, see, what I love, let me have that water. What I love, what I love about the Holy Spirit, this is my wife, Jan. Why don't, Jan, why don't you stand it? I, I don't know what, who's barking in this house, I'm telling you. Let me, let me tell you, let me tell you. I don't know what it is about the favor of God. I'm sure it's the same for some of you puppies up there. I don't know what it is. Now, us ugly guys get all the good-looking women. Come, you're supposed to go, yeah! I mean, I'm ugly, she's good-looking. That's the favor of God all over the place, I'm telling you right now. But I want to shift it because it's been set up. And one of the things I love about the Holy Spirit, he's my best friend. He's my running partner. I wake up in the morning, and the first thing I do is spend about 20 minutes just praying in tongues. Get my spirit ready. Some of you go to the gym. I go to the Holy Ghost gym. Now, I end up at a gym, but I first go to the good gym because physical ex exercise is of little value compared to godliness. That'll preach all by itself. And the point I'm simply making is I love the Holy Spirit because he makes me look better and preach better and sound better than I really am. But what I really love about him is the way he orchestrates. He's the divine orchestrator. You can spend all your time getting ready and just one moment of the Holy Spirit changes everything. can't imagine how the Holy Ghost orchestrated this whole night. They had no idea. They've never met me before. I've never met them before. I love the name of the church, New Beginnings. That's, that's a theme of my life, New Beginnings. I just, I eat that stuff up. I think I know your father-in-law and read I just read some of his stuff. He's ridiculous. That, that's good. 
Tell the person next to you, ridiculous is good to him. Yeah, I know I'm stupid, but that's just the way it rolls, okay? Listen to me, listen to me. There's one theme throughout this whole night, whether you don't need to know it or not, it's called freedom. And though we've experienced freedom, freedom is about to happen at a whole nother level. I said freedom is about to happen at a whole nother level. And what I love, what I love about worship, I'm not talking about songs. I'm not talking about singing and nice sounding instruments and nice moves and all that groove. And I get it and I like it and I'm into it. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about worship. I'm talking about when you enter in a presence and you have a team of men and women who bring you to a moment, though they recognize it or not, it doesn't matter. They are bringing in the word, the Kairos moment. We are in a Kairos moment. Somebody shout, freedom! freedom! That's what's about to happen in this room. And though we've experienced the level of it and we've sung about it and we've shouted about it and we've danced, let me tell you, just worshiping with you people, I lost five pounds. I think I need to come every, every time you worship so I can lose, because I could lose some weight. There was energy in this house, and that's one of the reasons my wife and I love coming to this place. Guys are ridiculous. You guys are loving Jesus. Your passion, your hunger, your desire. Where's, where's the girl that wanted to quit? Where, where's she at? You're not quitting. I'll find you and I'll hurt you if you quit. <laughs> and I just appreciate it. I just got to deliver a couple words real quick. Pastor Brandon. We've never met, and I don't think you're not uncomfortable with this. But all night long, I kept, and I don't, it doesn't matter. You, you walked in this stream long enough. If, it's, if it resonates and it relates, lean into it. If it doesn't, put it on a shelf. It'll come sometime. But I just really heard these real quick words. I heard some new doors are about to open. Some new doors. You're used to doors opening because you walk in a stream, a wonderful stream. And... Um, I'm jealous of your gift. I honor your gift. But your gift isn't just your voice. Your gift is your sensitivity to the voice. How many, you understand? How many understand what I'm talking about? See, 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 I want to preach now. You're looking for your voice. If you just get his voice, you'd have a voice. So, so I, I feel like I just need to tell you some obstacles that have been in the way are about to get out of the way. Some things that have been hindrances. I, again, nobody, I don't know you. But I'm telling you, I like you. I like you. I, I liked it when we were in that room back there. Didn't know any, I like all you people. I'm going to steal you. I'll repent later. Obstacles are going to be removed. And, and, and I heard this so clear. I'm increasing the level of the anointing on your life. There's an increase of the anointing. And, and what's exciting to me is I think you walk in a level of anointing that's pretty rich and pretty significant. Amen? Yeah, but I, I, it's just you're moving up. Okay, but this is the one I liked, and I don't know what it means. I'm just going to, I'm just, we all see through a glass darkly. We prophesy in part. I don't know what it means. I'm just a delivery boy. But I heard these words so clear. You're going to see it. You're going to see it. 
I don't know what the it is, but you're going to see it. So don't lose hope. Don't get discouraged. Don't wonder, God, is it going to happen? I thought by now these walls would fall. Don't worry about that. Don't think about now. You're going to see it. Somebody say amen. Now I want to do something. And we're going to get to breakthrough in a minute. That's why I asked the band to stay up there. And the, I don't even want to call you a band, but the worship leaders to stay up there. But, but I want to do something because I got really irritated tonight. I got really irritated in my spirit. I got, um, I got, uh, I got angry. See, you need to understand something about the kingdom. Say kingdom. See, we become so conscious of religion that we miss that we're not religionists. We're kingdom men and kingdom women. God is a kingdom God. You understand? And one of the passages is so misunderstood but needs to be understood is the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. He's not talking about physical violence. He's talking about spiritual dimensions. He's talking about understanding there's an adversary that wants to take you out. We're going to talk about that during, uh, during this week with you in the, in the 11 o'clock class. But I'm, I'm, I'm irritated. I'm, I'm angry, Pastor. I, I, I just got to set this up. I got angry tonight when you talked about your nephew. I got real angry in my spirit. A good anger. A holy violence. How many understand what I'm talking about? I'm just, I'm just flowing with what I'm hearing. Some of you are far too passive. Not about volume. I'm, anybody knows I'm loud? Pray for my wife. I'm not talking about volume. I'm not talking about even physical positioning, though that may have a part of it. But some of you are taking life far too passive, and that's why the devil's beating, your, beating the snot out of you too much. Sometimes you've got to draw a line. Sometimes you've got to say enough is enough. And I felt it tonight. I, that, that, I don't know how old that nephew is, but nephew means young. And something in my spirit said, no. No, leukemia, you cannot have that, that boy. No, leukemia, you cannot have that son. I, I don't know him. I don't know the situation. I just know I got real angry in my spirit. And God said, what are you going to do about it? I said, I'm going to decree. I'm going to decree. Leukemia, you will not win this thing. Leukemia, you will not overcome that boy. Leukemia, you will be cursed because you already are cursed because leukemia was cursed on the cross. Now, here's what I want us to do. Two things. My wife's going to need a mic. A mic. So give her a mic because my wife knows how to warfare. How many know that about my wife? I don't get in fights with my wife because she gets in that spiritual warfare. I'm afraid I'll see Jesus. But I want us to do two things. I want, us, I want you in a moment to pray. But I feel like there's, God, I, it's okay to take this. I'm not embarrassing you. Okay, I'm, I'm taking some time. But what do we got to do? Just class tomorrow. All the teachers, teach, all the professors, teachers told me you can have tomorrow off if we go too late. How many believe anything I just said? Yeah, it's a flat-out lie. You better be in class. Here's what I want to do. Oftentimes, God uses physical expressions. Physical expressions to release spiritual implication. The prophet said, the prophet said to the king, strike the ground. Strike the ground. He was, the enemy was coming against him. And if I compare phrase the text it kind of, he just kind of went like this kind of like this three times kind of pity patter little paddle do you the prophet got so flipping that's hebrew for upset he got so flipping mad he said what are you doing haven't you discerned 
Haven't you recognized what you are dealing with? See, some of you lose battles because you don't discern the battle you're in. Some of you get overcome, not because you don't love the Lord. not about heaven or hell. It's about you haven't discerned, this is what I'm battling. This is what's coming against me. It's not just life. It's not just circumstance. And the, king, and the prophet said to the king, if you would have sucked the ground like you meant it, you would have vanquished your adversary, not once, not twice, not three times, but he would have been gone forever. And I feel like we're supposed to use our hands as weapons of war. I feel like we're supposed to use Wait, 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 time out. Now, we're going to do this. What's his name? Lion? No way. Oh, I love that boy already. Lion. Lion. And I felt that in my spirit, Pastor. So here's what I want to do. Get ready, Jan. Here's what I want us to do. I want us to use our hands, and I want us, I want us to begin to strike them. And as we strike them, I want us to lift up a shout. And I want you to see the name Lion, and I want you to see the disease. You got a word or anything before you pray? Yes, I do. I, I felt that you felt exactly what my husband said when Pastor Brandon said that his nephew, seven months old, is that what you said? Was seven months. Okay, was diagnosed. He does. Lion does not have leukemia. <laughs> he, he was diagnosed with leukemia. But you felt the same thing that my husband felt. So we're going to activate faith within Come you. Come on. Because Jesus said that those that believe shall lay hands on the sick hands. and they shall be healed. So... You're saying that Lions isn't here, but we're going to lay hands on Lions in the spirit. And we come tonight by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we lay hands come on. on Lions come on. and we come Put your hands together. To Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands pastor because I kept hearing the passage the lion of the tribe of Judah the lion now we know we know lion is it the lion of the tribe of Judah and I'm thinking well that would fit until the Lord whispered yeah but he's my cub he's my cub lions have lion cubs he was born of the Spirit. He was born of the will of God. He was born of the purpose of God. He was born with destiny. He is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Yeah. 
Somebody sit down and say, I can't wait till we get to the good stuff. Come on. One more word, and then I'm going to give you a word, and then we're going to bust in. You guys just flow with me. You'll know where I'm going in a minute. Well, we're going freedom. And I want to apologize. Where, where's the guy that just got on staff? Where'd he go? Sitting down on me now, man. I, I heard your name a couple times. Wanderson? You're a wonder, Wanderson. I'm not just being silly, but I heard this word. It's real simple. You need to receive it. Never met you before, but I heard it the whole time. I had to sit down. Jan saw me sit down and write it. I heard the Lord say, your pruning season is over. Your pruning season is over. Watch this. This is a good word, Wanderson. Pastor, listen to this word. This is your season of much more. Not just fruit, but much more fruit. I've seen your heart. I've seen your faithfulness, the Lord says. I've seen the sacrifice. I've caught every tear. I've heard you question, when is my season? And the Lord would say, son, your season is now. I just, the Lord, the Lord would say, you've been sitting at a green light, put the pedal to the metal and get moving down to the purpose of God I have for you. This is your season. You are a Psalm 1. Blessed is he who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, or sitteth in the seat of the scornful, or standeth in the way of the sinner, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. This is you. This is you. And in his law does he meditate. You will be like a tree beside the waters and bring forth fruit. Come on, somebody praise God in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I just see fruit busting all over humanity here and fruit here and fruit here now's your season get off the red the, the, the intersection the lights turn green you'll know what that means you already know what that means somebody praise God wow see see I gotta move fast because it is late and I want to get to what I believe the Lord has set himself to do here I, I, I gotta tell you I, I came with we came with such an expectancy I gotta, I gotta really tell you, every time I come to this house, I come with expectation. Because of you, you create it. Um, I, I'm, I'm 65. When I walk in here, I turn 25 all of a sudden. <laughs> Babe, I think we're supposed to go to the college for a few years, just I need to get young again. You guys encourage me, you guys encourage us, you, you give me hope. You've heard me say it before, I'm gonna say it again. You give me hope. Now, I got a lot of tread left on my tire. Yeah, we are. We're going around the world. We're, we'll be in D.C. next week. We've just come from Portland. We've, we'll be in Thailand. I don't say that to impress you. I say that if you'll do it right, you'll go a long ways. If you do it right, if you say no when you need to say no, and you go when you're supposed to, come on, I'm preaching already. If you're willing to sacrifice when you need to sacrifice, if you'll be willing to do what he says to do when you don't even understand it, when you'll take less, when you think you could have more, but he tells you to take the less, you'll get, come on, you'll get the more. You see, the reason why we still have all that energy he's talking about, it isn't just because, you know, we take care of ourselves necessarily. There is an anointing on us that God says, you have it for this season. 
So I tell you, that's why I love coming to this house. Because I know I got some place I can give my mantle to. I got somebody I can give my rod to and my staff to. See, I don't just, I don't just want to give it to anybody. I want somebody that will pay the price, that will sacrifice, that will love, that will give, that will die to themselves. Because there's too many of us just hanging around the glory instead of bringing the glory down. So I come with an expectation tonight, and it's born out of two passages. One of them have already been alluded to, and you know them well. Passages that speak to what is about to happen in these next number of moments. Isaiah 61, one of the most well-known passages of the Old Testament, the prince of the prophet. A young prophet that was at a crossroad at one moment in his life, and he could have been just another prophet, just another preacher, just another pastor, just another whatever, but never made a difference unless I saw the Lord in the year that King Uzziah died. And I died the year that King Uzziah died. And when he died, he came alive and became the prince of the prophets and became a spokesman for God. And Isaiah is called the gospel of the Old Testament. Some of the richest prophecies. He is entrusted with the prophecies about the messianic reign of Jesus. That's what Isaiah 61 is about. But the problem is when we read Isaiah 61 from the theological perspective, we only allude it to Christ. But Isaiah 61 is about tonight. Isaiah 61 is an ongoing, living, living word. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. The Spirit of God is on this house. He's in this room. He's upon me. He has anointed me. That word upon means to overflow. It literally means to, to, to move into another dimension. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because He has anointed. He has empowered. He has enabled me to bring good news. Somebody shout good news. To the afflicted, he has sent me to bind up, to heal, to redeem, to restore the brokenhearted. But here it is to proclaim liberty. Liberty to the captive. And I want to submit to you, some of the most ensnared people on the planet are believers in Jesus. I don't mean that to sound ugly. I love Jesus with all my heart. I walked with him, I followed him, and I was so snared by areas of my life. And it wasn't a matter again that God didn't love me. God will always love you. Somebody say amen. But it wasn't about love. It wasn't about commitment. It wasn't about dedication. It wasn't about God's commitment to me. It was about freedom. And you can be saved and not totally free. Come on, I'm preaching. Somebody say amen. So the anointing comes to set at liberty those that are captive. That word captive is an interesting word. It means those that have become ensnared or overcome. Freedom to those who are prisoners to break loose. And I heard the Lord then speak this word to my heart. And this is the one that brought such a sense of an awareness of what he wants to do in this place tonight. And it's, it's a passage that's very, very significant to Jan and me because it speaks of the season he has called us to walk in these, these, these next number of years. And it's Micah chapter 2 and verse 13. You know it. For the Lord of the breakthrough will shatter all your strongholds. A stronghold. Love God. Committed to Jesus. Sold out. Going to CF and I, all the good stuff, but you got a stronghold. Doesn't mean God doesn't love you. Doesn't mean you won't go to heaven. Doesn't mean any of that kind of stuff, but you've got a stronghold. You've got an issue. You've got an area that you just can't get free of. 
doesn't manifest every moment of the day. Let me, let me define stronghold for you. It's very important for you to understand the dynamic of that. The, the biblical meaning of stronghold is something, something that controls you. Something that ensnares you. It's something for whatever reason we become in, entangled in or trapped by. A stronghold is something that just constantly defeats you. You get victory, you go a season. Anybody relate to that one? And you're snared again. Again, I want to emphasize it's not about loving the Lord. Not loving the Lord. It's not about you're in some deep, terrible, ugly sin. But it is an issue, a stronghold, an area of your life. The adversary has gained some kind of point of control. I'm not talking about demon possession. I'm talking about demonic oppression. That which stands against your advancement. That which holds you back. I like this definition. That which keeps pulling you back. You make strides. You're pressing in. And the next thing you know, you're back there again. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, I love you, God. I'm moving on. And it just tends at the right time. Maybe at a weak moment. Whatever it is, it's a stronghold. I got a word for you. The anointing's in the house to break the stronghold in your life. 